What's up, everybody? Michael Johnson here with the Business Choreography Podcast, and I'm excited you joined me today because we have a really special guest, Chandler Woodward. And Chandler, it comes from a background of digital marketing and then became interested in M&A and helping other businesses scale with acquiring media assets. Uh, that is the smallest bio ever that I could tell you about him. Chandler is a cool, cool cat, man. I can't wait to share with you his story, his journey, all the things he's been through along the way, his incredible business expertise. And I am so excited to share that with you. So let's cue the intro and we'll jump right in. Listen, there's a lot to learn when growing and scaling your business. That's why we created the Business Choreography Podcast, where we talk about choreographing your marketing, operations, and sales into dynamic systems that increase your revenue and your impact. We'll explore solid business principles and discuss all things that make businesses dance to success with clarity. We'll help you figure out where the holes are in your business and what you can do to fix them. Think of us as your official business choreographers, aka your insider growth strategists. Remember, your choreography matters. Welcome to the Business Choreography Podcast. Chandler, welcome to the show. Thanks for joining us, man. <laughs> so excited to be here, man. This is exciting. Awesome. Uh, I've been looking forward to, to this interview for a while. Uh, it's been a long time coming. We're both kind of crazy busy and, <laughs> and uh, I'm excited we finally got it on the calendar. So uh, I want to start off with just giving people your background. I, I always feel like it's super important to give the story, at least uh, at least some of the backstory of how you got to here, being an entrepreneur, doing the crazy cool things that you're doing. Like, how did this game start for you and, and what led you down this path? And let's talk a little bit about that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I got to do something out here in my, uh, heard you hear, uh, share my bio. I was like, man, that was tiny. So definitely need to, <laughs> I got to revamp that up. Um, but yeah, no, excited <laughs> to be here. Um, so basically, um, my stories, you know, I imagine it's very common to a lot of others as well. Um, grew up in like an entrepreneur, my parents were pretty entrepreneurial. Um, and, uh, I guess I don't need to go for a full life story, but, <laughs> um, what we'll do is, so, uh, you know, family grew up uh, very entrepreneurial. And so that was just always uh, a thing. Went to college um, and found out pretty quickly. I was like, uh, I was debating actually being like a doctor or like going into. Had introduced me to like this, uh, started talking more about what he actually did, um, which was uh, doing a lot of uh, digital marketing. And so um, got into this digital marketing world and started just learning as much as I could, um, seeing, uh, getting pretty connected in the digital marketing world and right. started meeting some pretty good friends and, uh, just seeing what they're doing and like sharing, hearing these stories. I was like, man, this is crazy. Like, this is nothing I'm learning here at college right now. And, uh, so quickly, uh, tried starting up a couple of things in college. And, uh, my dad always told me, he's like, uh, I, I, I came to my dad one day. I was like, Hey dad, I want to drop out. Um, I'm, I'm done with the school thing. Like this isn't working for me. And he's like, uh, okay, put the brakes and let's put the brakes on. And he, uh, he told me, he's like, okay, first things we need to do is he, uh, he's like, yeah, I get married. He's like, it's a good place to get married. You know, you're in with a ton of young people. So he's like, yeah, you has got to get married or have like some kind of, or know what you want to do with life in that realm, I guess. Uh, and then the other one was, is if you want to drop out, you have to be making more than your college professors. And so I was like, okay, let's like put this to the test. And so it's kind of like looking around and uh, started uh, uh, seeing like what teachers, what like prof professors were making. 
And, um, and I found out, I was like, Hey, kind of got a good ballpark. I was like, let's try this out. And so started going at it. I started an agency and, uh, that's kind of where, and then started the agency, uh, and, uh, a little over like six months or so, I was on that path. I was like, all right, dad, I'm out. Kaboom. See you later. <laughs> and, uh, got out of there pretty quick. Wow. Um, and, um, so that's where, uh, started. So I kind of kept going down to digital marketing, started trying to grow the agency as much as possible. Um, and really quickly found out, I was like, Hey, I want my own stuff. Like I want, I love, you know, I love selling for other people. I love like building up like a funnel and building up a website and getting, you know, getting, making these other people money, but how do I do this for myself? <laughs> and so, uh, um, and so I started, uh, seeing like, uh, finding like other little niches I'd kind of be interested in going into. And, uh, what's interesting is like my whole entire entrepreneur background has pretty much been behind the scene, like behind the scenes guy, right. um, until really recently. Um, and, uh, so we started actually a, I did a health, like a fitness product, uh, with my mom, actually, my mom was like pretty, really big into fitness. And, uh, so we started, I was like, Hey mom, you do like, you'd be like the face of this thing. I'll run the whole thing behind the scenes. And, uh, we did that for a while and that did great. Um, and then started another one, um, with like interior designers and so <laughs> I started doing like teaching. We start, I found, a uh, one of my mom's friends, actually, she was an interior designer and, uh, she came to us one day and she's like, Hey, how do we, like, I want to do this course thing. And uh, so we started teaching stay-at-home moms how to become uh, interior designers, really. <laughs> that was it. awesome. And so that, uh, and then, so I started getting, getting into that world. And uh, I remember sitting with my dad one day in, uh, up in a, at a cabin. It was like this little family, family getaway we did once. And, uh, you know, he was just checking up on me. He's like, hey, what's going on? Like, how you doing? And uh, we just, I was like, man, dad, I was like, I feel like I'm, doing the same thing over and over and over. Like I start a new, start a new business or start a new product. And it just kind of like, it goes nowhere. And, uh, so he started talking to me, uh, about like this thing called mergers and acquisitions. And, uh, at that point is where he's like, what would you think about like starting going out and investing in the companies and using like these skill sets to like, uh, to either buy into a company and run it and do the, and basically, you know, flip this thing around. Um, or, you know, just go buy one, buy into one that's really working really well and just kind of like, and be like the investor side, like still be behind the scenes. I was like, that sounds awesome. Like, <laughs> how does this work? And so like, I always remember like watching Shark Tank. I was like, okay, I want to be doing that. Right. And, uh, and so we started going down and, uh, that's when I went, start, went down that rabbit hole of, uh, um, like a lot of like the courses around here. Um, like I got into Roland Frazier's stuff. Sure. Uh, and uh, started learning how to buy businesses. And um, that went great. Uh, started learning that whole process and uh, started looking at, I tried going, tried going down probably different, like, uh, so enroll, enroll in stuff. He teaches a lot about like how to buy zero out of pocket, right? Right. Or like zero down. Um, and I think it's great uh, strategies and stuff, but how I found it was just, it was pretty difficult for me um, just with the fact of like, I, I didn't want to buy like a failing. I had like a couple people that were like, here, take, I had one, one business came to, I was like, okay, zero down, like no money out of my own pocket whatsoever. And uh, so I go to this business and I'm like, hey, I struggle, I'm trying to structure this whole thing. He's like, no, I want 10 mil for it. I'm like, oh gosh, okay, can't do that. <laughs> and uh, we, we, I'm like, okay, well, I can figure this out, right? So I try to figure out how to structure this deal and uh, it kind of goes away. And he ends up reaching out to me like, uh, like a two weeks later. And he's like, hey, 
I'm shutting this business down because we're five million in debt. I'll give it to you for free if you want. I was like, that is the not that's like the opposite of no money down with you. I want, right? <laughs> and so I was like, yeah, no, I'll pass. And so uh, just things like that kept happening for me. And um, and so we started going out, and uh, I met my now partner here. Uh, business partner is uh, Raleigh Williams, and uh, he had just recently sold. Um, a couple of his escape rooms and trampoline businesses here in Utah. And, um, and uh, so he was getting into, he was this M and a guy. Uh, and this was in Mexico. I met him in Mexico. actually. <laughs> and uh, so we were at this mastermind in Mexico and um, I was telling people, I was like, I'm trying to get an M and I'm trying to get an M and a. Uh, and they're like, Oh, you got to talk to Raleigh. You got to talk to Raleigh. And so Raleigh and I just hit it off and we just were like, Hey, let's go into this thing. And uh, so now we've started uh uh, we started a marketplace for how to buy and sell companies. Um, and then we also have on a side right now, we have a small little hold co where we're going and investing into um, owner operated businesses as well um, that are like founder led. And we're just acquiring uh, a small minority um, to help them and then getting them out of the business um, so they can eventually exit twice. And so um, that's a, and then that's led us to now where we're, uh, <laughs> We're starting, we just started a new marketplace called Media Acquire, um, which is more like my background and like um, where like I felt like I could really like dig, dig, dig into. Because um, when we started Deal Maven, which was like our first marketplace idea, we were like having a hard time like getting users to sign up. Right. And I was trying all, I was trying all the digital marketing things, right? I was like fa- uh, paid ads to Facebook group to booking a call. And like I was trying everything. I was doing as much as I could. And it was just so hard, like. Um, it was like right at the peak of like the iOS 14 kind of stuff, I think. And right. like, it was just like so inconsistent. I was like, man, this thing is like, I was like, I swear I'm smart. Like, I swear I know what I'm doing. <laughs> like, like, why is it not working out? And uh, so what we, what we ended up doing was actually, and it's been super helpful for us was we actually started looking for other groups that had like our ideal customers and just started acquiring those. And so we acquired two, um, two of the biggest M&A groups um, in the, uh, on Facebook. And that instantly drove our usership. Like we got, we, so we've paid like around six grand for one of the groups and we did, we three X our investment, like within 30 days, like it was crazy. Like the amount of like how quickly we can get in front of like our ideal person was like instant, right? Like with Facebook ads, like you're kind of like, you're hoping, like you can play the targeting game and like try to really like get down to like the like get in front of your dream customer. But like, if you just acquire where they're hanging out, like imagine like acquiring like this pod, like if you're someone who's like wanting to get into business and like this podcast, like these are people who are wanting to low, like know how to grow and scale businesses. Like, right. This is like the perfect ideal, uh, like listenership. And so we saw people doing this with like, and the hustle, I don't know if you know the hustle. Yeah. Um, the hustle just sold to HubSpot, right? Like a couple of years ago. And like for HubSpot, that was like a perfect acquisition, right? It's like people who are into business and tech and now HubSpot and the hustle had like, has around like 3 million, uh, almost 3 million subscribers now. And HubSpot acquires that person. And now they are the sole sponsor of that newsletter. And it goes out every single day. And like, I had never really heard of like, I heard of HubSpot, right? But like, I had no desire really using it to be honest. And um, now like using, like following the hustle, like I see it all the time, every single day. I'm like, Oh, let me check this out. And now I'm for using it pretty, uh, pretty well now. So that's kind of like full circle story kind of, I guess, but uh, Holy yeah. cow! I mean, it's, 
you know, it's, it's a classic entrepreneur journey, right? Yeah. There's no such thing. If you're an entrepreneur, there's no such thing as a straight line. I it just, <laughs> it doesn't happen. And, and yet at the same time, what I found along our journey as well is that, you know, you go on this crazy winding path with all these ups and downs and you learn all these things that you sort of put in your toolbox. And then all of a sudden you get, you get to that one opportunity and it's like, wow, that's a straight path. Why didn't all the other stuff happen like that? It's because you needed the, you know, you needed the winding journey to get there. Um, I love it. I love the M&A world. Uh, my partner and I are investors uh, as well. And we love this space. I love that you've kind of uh, gone into the media side of it. I want to jump into that a little bit more and chat about your experience there. Um, we, we've we recently been looking at a couple of, of media type groups to acquire. What What do you think are some of the downsides because you know you say it and you make it sound so easy and yet maybe it is maybe it isn't but like let's talk about some of the uh pitfalls of of trying to buy a media group yeah i think so i mean obviously it's i mean ideally you want to be able to say like oh it's like the only like it is the only way right like right whatever but like yeah there definitely are the pitfalls um obviously the biggest one is like it is an upfront cost like there is a cost to right. it right um that there's definitely like the strategies that you can do the, the fight, like the financing and stuff. But we, we personally try to be like, it's a very win-win situation. And so like, we don't want to like the creators of these groups, like the reason why these things are like the bet like are, are up for sale right now. And like a lot of times we're like, Oh, well, if someone's trying to sell it, it must not be good. Right. Like it must right. like, just be failing, but it's like some of these people are just creator. Like, obviously in the digital marketing world, there's like, there's Facebook groups where, so this is probably where the pitfall is like, most of the time people think like, oh, I'm gonna go buy a group, right? And so they start looking for pretty good groups, but they're right. very like founder, like face led, right? And it's like, like if I go try to acquire, like I'm wearing like the rock stuff right now, right? Like if I go try to acquire the rocks, like Instagram, like that's gonna be zero <laughs> used to me. Like, like who's gonna wanna see Chandler? Like I'm a, like I've lost a couple, I've lost some weight now. So like, I'm not, I'm not jacked anymore. Like I'm not jacked like the rock. So who's going to listen to me. Right. Um, and so like, th that's probably like some of the only pitfalls is like being very specific, like understanding exactly like, is it, if the founder is like, if the, whoever the creator is like very, like, uh, like is needed a ton in that biz, in the, in that media space, like it's not going to be useful for you. Right. And so like, you have to make sure. So like, we look for a lot of like, like one of the easiest ones to go after are like Instagram, TikTok, or like, um, uh, or even like just even communities have these as well. Like, but there's zero, like no one really knows who the owner is. Like they're just, they're just really into the community. Right. And so these communities that you can go where, so for Instagram, it's like meme pages. Like, um, I'm a big golfer. And so there's tons of like golfing memes, right. Where like, I have no idea who that person is, but um, they just post all these little golf memes and every once in a while they'll post a shirt for sale, like a little, like a golf polo. And I, I'm like, Oh, I, I love this. Per like, yeah. Like it's got like, a cool little, like, uh, I'm very familiar with the brand. Right. So I, I go and buy right. this thing or, or there's the sponsorships. Right. Like, um, and so that's what we, so for what we look for really is like, um, how engaged is that audience? That's like probably another pitfall is like, if it's a, if you buy a dead group, it's a dead group for, <laughs> it's a dead group for a reason, but there's no good content <laughs> in there. Right. And so like, that's a pretty big pitfall you want to look into um, as well. Like just really warning signs is like the engagement. 
how much is the founder or the creator really involved? Um, and then also like you have to really understand that medium. Like if you're not a, um, like I remember Russell would always say like, if uh, Russell Brunson would always say like, if you're going into like when you're doing traffic and you want to like start a show, right? Like just start where you're at. Cause you know that for, you know, that content, you know, like what people are already there for. Um, like if you go on, if you try like buying it, say like, like you, like you go try to buy a TikTok, like with starting this podcast and you have it, right? Like, like, Oh, I'm gonna go buy a TikTok. And you try to do like these kind of formats. Like this isn't going to like, you, if you look at TikTok, it's like very like, it's like quick stuff. And so like, if you try doing long form stuff and it's like, it's just not going to work. And so that's right. a really big one pitfall as well. You really want to make sure um, that you know that medium and that like what people are, you know how to use that content to either get engagement or how to engage right. with those people, users. Well, you know, I, I hear you talk about this. So I'm trying to think about questions. I mean, we do this frequently, but you, I'm trying to think of questions that they might have our audience and listeners that they don't do M&A and they're not familiar with the, the, the yeah. topic. So my thought is so great. Let's say I come to you, you help me buy a group uh, and, and acquire some media. They're not monetizing it. Seems like they have my clients and people. What the heck do I do with it next? <laughs> so after you've acquired it? Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So what we like normally... So this is where it comes really understand like the con like you have to understand how they're using like if you can understand this the actual format or like the formula um and like that like the playbook of like right. the platform you're you're set like it's just plug and play right like it's not hard um last thing you want to do is you like like warning sign like one of the things you don't want to do is like just come in and start pitching right because they're like oh <laughs> you kidding me like, like this is crazy um like I saw this, uh, so I remember um, Russell was telling uh, the story of when he acquired one of, um, he acquired an actual business of this, but it's pretty similar format where um, he acquires this thing and then he just starts, he sends them over to a webinar, right? Which is pretty like, you're like, oh, like I got to get my money back, right? How can I get my money back on this investment? Um, and he jumps on this webinar and those people, one, they never bought through a webinar, so they didn't know, they didn't right. know what to expect. And then um, as well, like, they're like, who is this guy? Like, where's our, where's our leader? Like, where's our guy that who's always been like our leader? Like, where's our right. guy? And, uh, I just remember just seeing the comments of just like so much anger. And so that's wow. like the lot. Like, so the first thing you definitely don't want to do is just come in and say, like, Hey, here's my product. Right. And so, um, some things we've done that have worked really well, um, is one, we like, we try to thank the old owner, right? Like, cause you want to try to build rapport. And so you want to try to have like some kind of like, Hey, like, Hey, he's not leaving us. Um, and you obviously you want to understand like um, you try to get some kind of idea of what those people are used to. Um, so for example, for a Facebook group we bought, um, I did like this. Uh, I don't know if you ever seen it's a, so it's March Madness right now, but I've never seen like the North Carolina like bat, like it's like that gift where that basketball coach comes in. He's like, uh, yeah. <laughs> he, like gets yeah. all it. and so we did that with like our little faces on it, like us coming into like the party, nice. and uh, and so we and did a fun little post of just saying, hey, we've loved this group. Um, we're users of the group. We follow this group. Like I'm one of you guys. Um, and so what we want to do really is make this group and like, we want to make this the greatest M&A group possible. And so let us know in the comments right here. Um, first, like introduce yourself, let us know who you are. And then as well, like, what are you looking to get out of this? And so it didn't seem like it was coming off of anything. And then we became literally like the top per per like 
people in that group really quickly. Um, and so that's some of the biggest things is, is like trying to get feedback and just say, Hey, we want to make this incredible. Um, and all, and so that's one of the set, like one of the things you can do if you're like, Hey, I don't want, I don't want people to even know that this thing, this thing was acquired yet. Um, what can we do? Um, you may have a good chance of like actually going straight into like a pitch and training where you could say, Hey, um, and this is pretty, pretty uh, familiar with like on like Instagram, right? Just like simple little swipe ups. It just says, hey, um, uh, let's see, like, um, like there's this one, uh, <laughs> I, I follow this like gym, it's a gym uh, bodybuilder, like uh, meme one as well that I'm pretty involved in. And right. uh, they post this one thing like, hey, do you want to get paid for cardio? And it's like, this is a little like a, it's like an app or whatever. And they just pitch this app pretty frequently. And I found out like that, like the, those people are either, either heavily paying like the page or like their actual partner owners. Um, and so those are a couple of things as well as you actually can just go into like uh, into some kind of training. Um, but I personally would start with like a free gift, try to get an email out of those people and like start getting a, trying to get them off of that platform into like your new world. Right. So you can own it. Um, is like one of my first like moves there in that, in that wow. space. That's great. That is really great. Um, you've been, and our audience may or may not know this, but you've been inundated in the uh, funnel world, you know, in, in yeah. your upbringing, there's no doubt about it. You've mentioned Russell a couple times and, and how do you feel like uh, that has helped you? in this winding journey to end up here. And, and even now in today's time, while you're working on M and A and more investing type stuff, what, what do you feel like the impact of having gone through all of that and knowing so much and as much as you do about funnels? Oh, it's, it's been amazing. Like, um, so my dad was, uh, my dad was the old CEO of quick funnels is Dave Woodward. Um, and, uh, recently, and, uh, um, so he taught me everything. Right. And so he's the one that kind of got me into this whole space. And like, there's, I can never thank him enough for what he did. Um, obviously he was, he was, he's my biggest role model and um, like everything he taught me, I still use. And it's crazy. Cause like you have, I see a lot of the, in this space right now, like yeah, there's the, the click funnels and digital marketing world teach you so much. So like you can make money insanely, insanely fast. Right. And like, you see, you hear these crazy stories all the time. And uh, now there's slowly people are like kind of exiting this world, like wanting to get onto the next thing. Um, but I think you have to always like thank your roots. Like you can't, like you can't, like you have to think like what you've learned and it's really easy to like talk bad about like, oh, like that was like, that was crazy. Like, why are they teach me this thing? Or why do I even learn this over here? But you have to go back and you have to like, th like whatever you've learned has made you the person you are today. And so you have to like, it's all, everything I've learned in like funnel world. Um, there may be some things that I just thought I don't use going forward. Right. And like, Hey, like um, I got to build, I want to build brand. I want to be pro like promotion, 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 promotion all the time. I want to build like a personal brand that's worth something. Um, and so you have to have like, and so for being personally, like I will always think like, I always think Russell personally, right. He's been, he's like now like a second father to me, like personally. And so he's been awesome. Um, and, um, just that whole world has been like huge in, in my upbringing. Like I've seen, it's kind of like, uh, when you're the younger brother and, uh, like you see like all your older brother and you see their friends, you're like, Oh, those guys are so cool. And then like you eventually like, you're like kind of like this, 
like you get like it's like a, in high school like in so i'm the oldest so I, it's kind of hard to really make this analogy but uh, i'm just kind of imagining what my brothers think of me i guess um but um like you look at, i look at all these people who i'm like man i've seen them grown up i've seen them like do all this and now i'm like we're the, like, i'm on the same age i'm like i'm right there with them like we're the same size like we're i can we can play basketball together. like you know it's like we have now i can like it's, it's so cool seeing just like this family like if it's a family or whatever but it's really it's really awesome to have like that whole background and that funnel experience and digital marketing experience because i think it's insanely useful no matter where you're at like no matter what business like there's always something you can apply it to in my in my opinion yeah i love it i love it i want to dig in a little bit to the behind the scenes i know we've talked a little bit uh, about the front facing side of what you're up to but um I want to ask what your experience has been of, of being a business owner. I mean, in those ups and downs, like what would you say to somebody that's maybe going through a, a more challenging time in, in the process of entrepreneurship and having a hard time getting things to click and having a hard time getting things to take off? Like you've been there, you've experienced it probably multiple times. Like what would you, what advice would you give them? Yeah, I think, one of my favorites is like, is like, you can't fit, you can't lose if you never quit. Like that's obviously like one of my favorites is like, yeah, this game is an ever long game. And so you can't think of it as like the now, like you have to really like look at it at a wide perspective. Um, I love sports, like sports have been like my life and stuff and seeing that world and like that seeing like learning from Michael Jordan, learning from Ty, uh, Tiger Woods, um, from Kobe, like, you just learn so much of like of that winning mindset right it's like they fail so so much but if you don't obviously if you're in a failure right now it's really easy to see like oh this thing's never going away like <laughs> yeah, i'm gonna be here forever but like it's uh i don't know i'm, I'm really trying like i, I don't want to be like the the cliche like it's always darkest before the dawn you know but right um but i think some of the biggest lessons you learn and i'm still like i haven't for me, I haven't hit my peak yet, right? Like I mean, I'm not even close to where I want to go. And so I'm still feel like I'm in that learning phase. Um, and I think that's kind of how everybody would probably say as well. Um, and some of the biggest things I've learned from people who look like they've look like they've like exited like the problems, right? Like problems just don't exist anymore to them, is like they always wish they could go back to like to the the pain because it's like, man the amount, like the amount you learn during those things and how much like it shapes and changes you like as a person, as a family, as just everything, like your relationships will change. They can either strengthen or you can lose them. Um, it just depends a lot on like how you react to your situation. Um, and so I've seen just a ton. I think there's, if you're going through it really hard right now, um, one, like you got to surround yourself with like people who are out of that. Um, Right. And because every single one will tell you like, oh, dude, like, yeah, I was just there six months ago. three months ago. <laughs> oh, hey, I'm going into it again. Like, it's right. just a thing. And so I don't know. That's for me personally, like whenever I'm like going through it really hard, I try to look at and try to surround myself with as much winners as possible because they're always like, oh, just like, just don't quit. Like you can't like as much as you want to, like you just can't right now. And yeah. um, it's been uh, I think that's like the biggest thing I could. I could help with and, and give to someone who's like going through it really hard right now is like one, like don't quit. And then it's two is like, you look, if you're going on social media, like 
every single person I guarantee you is going through a struggle. Um, like, um, I, I use Russell a lot cause, um, I've, you know, he's helped me a ton and, um, and I, I look up to him a ton as like uh, someone who's made it. Uh, but he's like every day, like, it'll seem like there's a fire like going around him. And I'm like, I thought problems just don't exist. He's like, Oh no, these things like just happen all of the time. Like, like the other day, he's like, just telling me like, there's like people who were, were quitting. Like, he's like, Oh, there's lost two of our top people. It's like, you look like you're, you look like you're doing amazing. Like how he's like, you can't like these things you have to keep going. Like, right. If you focus on those negative, it's going to, you know, obviously it sucks, but there's so much good that you can happen if you keep going. And so I don't know, that's my two cents on the whole thing. <laughs> I love that. Uh, I want to kick back to something from your, uh, from your backstory that you, you said earlier and you, you had mentioned talking to your dad about dropping out of, out of yeah. school and, and, uh, trying your own thing. It was super interesting. And, and uh, I, I want to f- kind of direct this towards maybe some of our younger generation, some of our younger listeners that are getting a lot of that right now. They're getting a lot of uh, talk from the media and, and from a lot more entrepreneurs that are stepping up and going, hey, maybe our school systems aren't quite what they should be at this point. And, and there are other ways and education is getting so much more readily available that oftentimes you can find the most up-to-date information on YouTube faster than you could ever learn it in school. So there's, there's a lot of indication towards these young people, but I feel like there's a, there's a gap. There's something missing between the kids understanding like, Hey, I'm going to drop out of school and not do any of this. And them understanding that maybe you got to get in and, and, and like, actually work and actually learn for a purpose. And and I feel like the direction that your dad gave you in terms of like, Hey, if you, if you can earn more than your professors, then now we can talk let's have a conversation. So I'd like you to talk more about that and your experience and maybe what advice you'd give to this younger generation coming up the ranks that are all starting to say, well, I'm not going to go to college. I'm not going to go do all that. And it's like, well, okay, I can understand that and where you're coming from, but what's missing there? Is there, there a gap there to you? Yeah, absolutely. Like, so I, I got three younger brothers um, who one just graduated from college and I try to persuade them to get out all the time. Um, <laughs> and then the other two are, are ones thinking about going into and then the other one's currently in college. Right. Um, and so my thought on this whole thing is like, you have to, you have to have a plan. Like if you're just going to drop out for the reason of like, oh, I'm an entrepreneur. It's like, sorry, dude. Like you gotta, <laughs> like you gotta figure something out before then. Um, one of the biggest things my, um, my parents gave me when I was dropping out was like, um, they made me, my dad was like, Hey, all right, you want to drop out this semester? Like, then I want you taking like 17 credits. I want you to date. I want you to like, and you, and then starting the business as well. So, and the reason being, and so 17 credits at the school, I was at BYU, which was like a very, it's pretty prestigious, like pretty hard school to pass. Go Cougs. Uh, and, um, and so the reason being that is like, you want, my dad was like, Hey, you're going to be so over if you're an entrepreneur, right? Like you're going to be so overwhelmed and you have to balance so many things yeah. where it's like, before you drop out of college, just see how life is when you're trying to balance an insane schedule of school, trying to run a business, trying to date, trying to have friends and like all this kind of stuff, like overwhelm yourself so much and see if you can even handle that. Um, that was like really crucial for me. And that was like, you just really see like, oh, I can go. And so like now I'm like pulling some all-nighters. I'm like, oh, I can work really hard because I was, I remember being like super overwhelmed in that time where I was like, oh, this is this is nothing. Um, and so I think that's like a big one. Um, 
the other one, and this is something I've learned from um, Alex Hermosi, is a lot of times I know entrepreneurs use it as a really big word now, um, but I think the biggest thing you can like understanding the difference between an entrepreneur and then an entrepreneur is how Alex talked about it. Um, is like, and this is where my brother is actually going through this. Like he's always pushed to be an entrepreneur and um, tried it. And he's like, this is really hard. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and especially I feel like in the ClickFunnels world, it's like, it's really negative to get a nine to five kind of a thing. Right. Or it's like, I think it's, I mean, if you can get a nine to five and like specifically like in a startup where it's like, you can use a lot of this stuff, like, then go ahead and do that because I think you'll learn so much more because you can actually experiment on the things you're trying to learn, whether instead of like trying to be an entrepreneur with a very small budget, where if you go to a startup who, you know, a pretty good startup, uh, like my brother's at like a pretty a VC backed startup here in Utah. And um, for them, like there's no budget, there's no, like it's, they just keep going, like they're going really fast. And so my brother's like learning and at an insane rate because um, he can just test and he has no worry of what the, what the negative, like what the, the bad outcomes are, right? right. If it's a, it's a bad outcome, cool. We'll just change it. Um, and where otherwise, if you're an entrepreneur and you're like, cool, here's a hundred bucks, my last hundred bucks, like this better work. It's like, <laughs> oh shoot, like this ad better convert or as I'm done for. Right. Um, and so, yeah, I think, um, and I got, so with back to school, I guess, like you really, I would say, if you're in school and your parents are paying for it, like I'd probably just stay in to be honest. Like, I think you're, it's not a bad, it's, it's not a bad place. Like it's not negative. Like I don't think there's anywhere. I don't know. I guess it depends on colleges, but most colleges, like you have a really good community um, and the friends, like in those people you make can, there's a ton of entrepreneurs in the world, in that space. Um, there's a good podcast. I also listen to called my first million and they had this cool pitch that they had like a cool, um, uh, podcast one where they had like the students of Michigan University of Michigan create pitch decks and present them on to uh, uh, on the podcast and uh, the two hosts are uh, Sam Parr and uh, Sean Purdy and they're critiquing it and you hear the, these and uh, everyone's like what the heck like is this around the like are these are these entrepreneurs in every single college like this is crazy and one of the people was like oh yeah I put this on as a like we're all entrepreneurs here in college and I wanted to create a little community here in the college in Michigan where we meet up every week. And he's like, these are better than any classroom you'll be in. And it's better than any any club because it's like ran by entrepreneurs. And, and so it's really cool. So I'd say if you're an entrepreneur in like a college, like you might want to stay in and try it out and see if you, how many people you can meet. Um, you can, because like, I think those connections after college will be huge for you. When you're going down, like, if you look at like uh, especially specifically like, like if um, like I grew up in California, so USC and UCLA were really like prestigious schools. And like that alumni is, a, is so powerful to any business owner, because if you can like, you're just one connection away. And some of those alumni are like, so, so tight. It's like, Oh yeah, my friend, like we graduated together and he knows this guy and he started this business and you can get connected really easily. So I don't think college is, it, it didn't work for me. Um, I think I, but I think it works for a majority of people to be honest. Right. And you can learn some right. cool. And the cool thing about being an entrepreneur is you don't need it for anything. So study something cool. Like, like, uh, I knew a friend who, uh, he was trying to get me to stay in and he studied, uh, whatever, uh, plants is, um, I don't know what plants botany. But botany. Yeah. yeah. One of the, so he's like, I studied botany and now he runs ads at, <laughs> at, a, at a, some, uh, there's like advertising agency. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, no doubt. I, I feel like there's always, this underlying thing that isn't talked about. Cause I'm a, I'm a huge 
fan of the improving education and, and just getting some reform yeah. done, you know, the old system, it, oh, whether it's sure. public schools or whether it's the university and college side, there's definitely a need for massive reform and we're still living in a, in an industrial age uh, concept. Yeah. And I think we have a lot of work to do there, but there is, I, you know, I, I think just to kind of recap what you said, I, there's some really great intangibles of that college experience and they're hard to they're hard to put a, a value on you know if we were if we were building a funnel we'd do an offer stack and it would have those in and it would say priceless next to yeah. it. you know like you said meeting meeting somebody that you're gonna marry you know play, partying with your friends Probably. and stuff you'll do during that time period of your life but you won't do any other time learning how to play the game just mm-hmm. you know the teachers make the rules and sometimes you got to play the game and sometimes the rules are stupid and i think that kind of matches into the entrepreneurial world there's no doubt about it like sometimes you just have to play the game and the rules are stupid but if you want to win you still got to play yeah and it's cool though with that like um so i remember i was in a, i had to take a writing class i'm like what am i going to do about like are you kidding me? like why am i gonna do this writing class this is insane right and um i was learning copy at the time and so i was like i went to my professor i was like hey i legit do not want to take this like i'm already thinking about dropping out like you making me take that? Like, I kind of was like, hey, if you make me do these things, like, it's just going to push me to drop out anyways. Like, like, how about we do something where I write, I'll write an entire sales letter or an ad or do something, and that will be my homework. Those will be my science. I get graded on that because that's what I'm actually going to use going forward in my career. I'm not going to use most of the stuff you're teaching. And uh, he said, yeah, and he gave me the go ahead, and uh, I didn't have to do any of like the exams or anything like that in the class. It was just all basically all my sales pages and copy. And he was insanely critiqued. Like he critiqued me so hard though. <laughs> He's like, it better be good if you're going to do this. <laughs> and so I think like, so with, going, like, with rules, like understand that rules, like, yeah, they can change. Like they can, you can also like as an entrepreneur, like rules, like they don't, like there are no rules, right? Like right. there's at some time, like obviously there's things in college you may have to do, but like most of the times like you, the rules, like you can push back on some of them, I think, and say, Hey, like, what if I do this differently? Right. And, uh, it worked out for me in that one. Like obviously in like someone, like there's some classes where you're just going to have to, I, love it. Up, I guess, but. Well, before we're done today, I want to kind of kick back around to, uh, to media choir and, you know, some, for some of our listeners, they're hearing you and they're going, dang, you know, I, I hadn't looked at it from that perspective. I didn't realize that was something I could do. That wasn't, I didn't know I could get into something like that. And I mean, maybe they were just stuck in their mindset of, I have to run a, Facebook or Google ad or YouTube ads or something. And there's other ways. So talk to us a little bit more about what it would be like to come and work with deal or sorry, with uh, media choir <laughs> and, uh, and what it would be like for them and what they can find and how that would all work. Yeah. So media choir, uh, as it sits right now is a marketplace where you can go buy and sell media assets. And so when we talk about media assets, it's anything from YouTube channels to podcasts to Instagram, Facebook groups, newsletters, um, anything with some kind of audience that you want to get in front of. Um, going back to the whole rules thing, like there's no like it literally could be anything. Like we've seen Reddit channels get acquired. We've seen like Discord groups, right? There's tons of Slack stuff. Like it's crazy. Like you can literally acquire anything. And wow. so meacquire.com, you can go on there um, and see we already have some listings on there where you can go and just start kind of peeking around of like what would it look like to what kind of assets are out there. Um, also you can, um, reach out to us there and, uh, we can show you some, we have also resources and trainings and all other kind of things of, um, so if you actually have, say, if you have a media asset right now, 
and you actually want to um, sell it and see if what it's worth, uh, we have a little valuation tool up there as well where you can just see cool. exactly what we think it would be worth to you. And, um, and you can kind of go from there. So I definitely check it out. And um, yeah, appreciate you putting it up here. Thanks. Yeah, sure. Well, make sure guys, uh, this is a cool opportunity and such a, a, a unique way of going about doing it and maybe not so unique moving forward. Uh, it's getting to be a bit more popular and, and a bit more uh, aggressive in today's uh, day and age, and especially with everybody getting more uh, aware of it. And so go check out mediaacquired.com. Uh, it's definitely a place you want to be familiar with. Um, gosh, I could sit here and riff with you for ages, but uh, oh, but – We'll do it another time, I suppose. Uh, I really appreciate you joining us on the show and sharing your wisdom and your journey with us. Um, any last words you want to pass on before we we head out? Uh, no, I think, yeah, I definitely can go back with the media things. Like it's something where you don't want to get caught behind it. I think there's, right. uh, you don't want to get, you know, there's tons of assets out there, but there are only a certain amount that you may want. And so get out there before, you know, people start getting into this thing, I think for sure. I love it. I love it. Go check out mediaacquired.com. Thanks for joining us today, and we'll see you guys all on the next episode of Business Choreography. Peace out. Thanks for joining us today. Want more business choreography? Check out our website at bizchoreo.com to find out more. And find out how the choreography for your marketing operations and sales can raise your revenue and create more impact. Remember, every business needs choreography.